Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Well, hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, it's okay. You're addicted to Dynasty and I am too. My name is Justin Christopher and I'm a Dynasty Freak. I love the NFL. I watch every game every week. I love trading and drafting, scouting and managing all of my teams 365 days a year. And so do you. So let's talk some Dynasty. Here's what we have in store today. It's our weekly podcast related to our player stock. Um, Each week I update my player rankings on our website, dynastyfreaks.com and notice the players that I see rising further and the players that I see I'm dropping, the ones that are falling. And so this is kind of our weekly stock report where we'll just talk about a few players that at least in my rankings are making their way up or sliding their way down. So let's get started. I didn't have any quarterbacks that were really making big shifts this week, upward anyway. So as far as stock rising, let's start with the running backs. Uh, number number first guy that we'll talk about is Sony Michelle from New England. I moved him up to my running back number 16. Um, it feels like forever since Bilicek gave someone 43 handoffs in two games, but that's exactly what he did. They they seem committed, um, and his 100-plus total yards in each of these last two weeks has been pretty impressive. Um, I'm, I love the way that he hits it up, hits the hole very fast, um, seems very decisive in the way that he runs. I'll be the first to admit that I uh, wasn't high on him. I actually had him as my number seven running back in last year's rookie draft, so number seven, and I saw him go number two after Barkley in at least one of my um, at least one of my my rookie drafts this last year. So a lot a lot of people were much higher on him than I was, and so maybe this is one where I'm wrong. I think uh, long term thinking dynasty Brady's skills are going to decline eventually. Maybe you could argue that they already are. Um, and maybe they're going to turn into a run-based offense, uh, particularly if they don't have some star behind Brady that's going to come in after his career is over. So the question mark with him, though, is always his health. And now we find out he's back on the injury report uh, this next uh, or this week already. And so that that would be the big question mark that that scares me uh, quite a bit. But I've moved him up to number 16. Uh, second running back that's rising in the rankings is TJ Yeldon. Now I moved him up to my uh, running back number 30. Uh, you often see like these third-year receivers, third and fourth-year receivers break out, and now you're seeing kind of a fourth-year breakout from Yeldon, kind of what everyone wanted him to be when they drafted him in their rookie drafts. He's kind of looking like that now, isn't he? Um, now, of course, we're, we're, granted this is largely due to the opportunity that he's been given with Fournette's injury, but the fact is that he's played awesome. He's been a three-down back, and he's... Uh, Got a chance this next year to be a free agent. Uh, on Bell, of course, will be the, the number one targeted free agent if he doesn't kind of get traded and signed for a longer-term contract this season. So Bell's number one, but Yelda might be the number two uh, prized free agent that's that's around this next offseason. So thinking Dynasty, you don't know what team that he could be on. And if he keeps showing well, even the opportunities he has before Fournette comes back in, he could be someone that's going to earn himself a role on another team. So those are my two running backs that I have rising. I have two receivers that I see rising as well. Uh, Cortland Sutton from Denver. I moved him all the way up to my wide receiver number 30. He finally got his first TD pass after several several close calls this season, and including one that really was a touchdown, but a really bad instant replay call that, that took it away from him. 
Um, he's getting targeted, so he's a regular part of the offense. He's getting targeted five to six times each game. I've said this before, but I really believe that Thomas has lost a step, even though he looked okay in his game this last week. Um, I think he's really moved up to the number two receiver uh, behind Sanders as far as targets and attention, but really has that more of that number one uh, receiver frame, kind of the outside receiver that's going to really uh, take over. You know that uh, Thomas and Sanders might not be re-signed by Denver this next year and could leave Sutton there. So thinking from a dynasty's perspective, he could just by next year be the number one receiver all by himself without much competition there. Um, I remember back when I first started listening to some of uh, uh, Debbie podcasts, uh, uh, maybe two years ago, everyone was starting to talk about this guy. And he was thought uh, early on before the college season started two years ago to be the number one prospect if he were to come out. And so I remember very early on, people thought that he'd be the number one draft pick. Of course, then Saquon Barkley and all these other running backs happened, and he moved down, and I'll be the first to admit, um, I had him as my number 18 overall um, in this last year's rookie draft, and even my number nine wide receiver. So I was wrong on him. He looks like he and Calvin Ridley could be among the top one and two receivers that have come out. It's early yet, but I moved him up ahead of a lot of people up to number 30. Uh, second one that I uh, saw the stock rising is Traquan Smith for New Orleans. So I moved him up to all the way to my wide receiver number 57. Look what I found, right? He's He gets these balls that just drop right into his hands and gets to be part of Drew Brees' record-breaking night on Monday night. Uh, but then he scores again later in the game as well. The first one was just a broken, you know, he's running his right route, but it was totally a blown coverage. But the second one wasn't, and he showed his skills in being able to score without it being a broken coverage as well. Now, this is one that I actually had right. I admitted that I was kind of low on Sutton and Sony Michelle compared to the consensus, but I was really high on Traquan Smith compared to the consensus in this last year's rookie draft. I had him as my number eight wide receiver overall and my number 17 player overall. So as a result, you can guess in my drafts, I picked him up in several of my leagues and have loved having him. Uh, other people believe in him too because I've not seen him. I never saw, I saw him get dropped in any of my leagues, you know, when it comes to that dynasty time where you got to cut down right before the season starts. So everyone's held on to him, and those that have are, are glad that they drafted him. Um, he is uh, going to be a great player with Breeze. I think he's going to pretty quickly beat out uh, Cam Meredith and become an every, everyday starter or every play starter opposite of Michael Thomas. Now let's move to tight ends. Here's some tight ends that I see on the rise. Uh, David Njoku, you can't argue with this one, right? Maybe he just needed a good quarterback after after a year of struggling with a bad quarterback and a few games struggling with a bad quarterback. Here comes in Mayfield, and he really has eyes for him. Um, he's had 18 targets the last two games. We know of his athleticism, his speed, so everyone's loved the, the, what he could be, and now it seems like he's not going to be limited by a bad quarterback. So these guys could be playing together, Mayfield and, and Joku, for many, many years to come. Um, what's going to be really interesting to see is how, how this kind of shakes out in this draft class. I mean, in the, in the draft class two years ago, you had he, uh, O.J. Howard, and Evan Ingram. And then who knows, who knows the most, the biggest value you got was actually Kittle, George Kittle. And so now you got these four excellent tight ends that are going to be everyday starters for us in our dynasty leagues for years and years to come. Remains to see who's going to be the best. It doesn't remain to be see who is the best value because I might actually have Kittle ranked above all these guys already. And uh, he was definitely the best value in the draft that year. But Njoku's moving on up too, moved into the top 10 to number nine. Other guy that I had to move up this week, um, I don't consider it like a one-week response, but I moved up uh, Eric Ebron to number 11. 
Um, what can you say after Thursday night? He was targeted like crazy. He makes some stupid drops like he did on the very first pass that was thrown his way. Like the, the easiest ones are the ones he has a hard time catching, and then he'll, he'll make an incredible catch that's contested. And so you get frustrated at times with his concentration. If anyone of you have had him in your leagues, I know I have, and I've dropped him and or traded him over the years. So um, I don't have him on any of my rosters now, but maybe it just takes him that long to break out. I think part of it is that he's finally with a quarterback that values the tight end. Like that is Andrew Luck's thing. Like Andrew Luck loves throwing to his tight ends and he throws to him like crazy. And so uh, not only that, uh, Frank Reich, the new head coach there in Indianapolis is the same and they love to target their tight ends. So with a quarterback and a coach that love to tar- target their tight ends, um, this could be a real thing here, Eric Ebron um, in, 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 in Indianapolis. <laughs> Easy for me to say. Well, let's talk about players that I have falling. Let's go ahead and start at tight end since it's going to match what I uh, just said there. Uh, moving Eric Ebron up, I had to move Jack Doyle down. So I moved him down to number 13. Now, I've always had him higher ranked than most people. Um, one, like I said, because I, I love the way that Luck uh, targets his tight ends and felt like they always would go to him in the red zone. And so I've always been higher on Doyle, probably still am with number 13. But I had to move him down um, just because of the fact that Eric Ebron was moving up. And so I don't know if it's a thing or not, but when they were on the field together, Doyle was getting far more targets and definitely played far, far more snaps. But maybe Eric Ebron is going to you know, prove himself while Doyle's out. Now, if the two get back on the field together and Eric Ebron is, is targeted more than Jack Doyle, then I'll, I'll move him way down from number 13. But, but for now, we'll just say he's number 13. Yeah, let's stick with it. Let's go opposite order. Here's some wide receivers that I have moving down. Uh, I moved Michael Crabtree from Baltimore. Uh, moved him down to wide receiver number 40. He's so frustrating. He can't catch the ball. He leads the league and drop passes. And the fact is that he's not really the red zone target that he used to be. That was his value, um, both in San Francisco and in Oakland. And now here with Baltimore, uh, it seems like Flacco only has eyes for Brown, not only just down the field. Brown has the number one uh, air yards in the NFL right now, so he's targeting all downfield. But but Brown is also the guy that they're targeting, that Flacco's targeting in the red zone. And so I'm not sure I believe in Crabtree. He's got a great matchup this week and should be able to, to um, play well against Tennessee. But I think overall his stock's got to be falling. you got to add his age into that as well. Second wide receiver that I have falling is Devontae Parker. I moved him down to wide receiver number 77. I mean, we might, we might as well say goodbye to this guy. Like, goodbye, Parker. I, I would even argue that he's droppable, depending on your league depth, like your roster depth. He would be a guy that I would consider just dropping and letting someone else deal with the headache of him. If all these other scrubs and no-name guys have beat him out in Miami, that says something. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if Miami actually drops him. You know what's going to happen when he does. If Miami does drop him, he's going to sign with another team, and then his value is going to jump back up because everyone's going to dream about what could be. But I'm not going to be a part of that group. Everyone else can go try to grab him. I'm glad I don't have him anywhere. Now, running backs. I've got three running backs that keep dropping down. I'm sure they are on your boards as well. Uh, first is Devontae Foreman, or Freeman. rather. Um, Devontae Freeman from Atlanta. I moved him down to running back number 22, and he, he was up in my top 12 uh, kind of this offseason to start the year. Um, he comes back healthy this last week, but only receives 39% of the snaps. Um, and it's sad to say because I love him. I love watching him play. Uh, I was able to trade him in one league because when I started not believing in it anymore, um, but I couldn't get anyone to buy him in this other league where I've shopped him around everywhere. So I think everyone's starting to sour on him. 
Uh, frustrating for me because I've been a fan for a long time. He has such great balance. I love how aggressive he is the way he runs and very explosive through the holes and his cuts. Um, I love watching him. But the fact is that the injuries are just starting to mount, and it's too much, and he's got more competition in the, in the backfield. And I think even if he was to come back completely healthy this year, um, I would say that he's probably going to be outscored, at least if you could were to combine the other two with Ito Smith and Coleman. I think he'd be outscored by those two together for sure, if not Coleman outright. Number two guy that I have falling in my rankings, of course, is Derrick Henry uh, from Tennessee. I moved him down to uh, running back number 32. Good grief. Man, I tried so hard to sell this guy after the, his playoff games and the way that he ended the season last year with these great runs, um, but I couldn't find anyone uh, to buy him, and now it's basically impossible. I've seen him on the trading block in several of my leagues, and no one's taking a stab at him. Well, I guess I don't know. I know I'm not taking a stab. Maybe there's other behind-the-scenes stuff that's happening, but I've not seen him sold anywhere. I can tell you that much. He averages like three yards per carry when you take away the few big runs that he has, uh, really for his whole career. But the fact is this year he's just not had the big runs. So the things that you always banked on him was you, you banked on him having a two-yard run, a two-yard run, a two-yard run, and then breaking a 50-yard run somewhere along the way, at least once in the game. And it just not happened, uh, let alone the goal line touches. And Tennessee's offense just looks bad altogether. So Derrick Henry's moving down. And my last guy that I'm moving down is Jay Ajay from uh, Philadelphia. I moved him down to wide, uh, running back number 33, so right behind Derrick Henry. Um Man, it seems like he is injury prone. Like that was the thing that plagued him when he was coming out in the draft and everyone thought that he had these knee problems. And um, then he had those crazy explosive games for Miami and his dynasty owners loved it and everyone started clamoring for him and trading for him. I know I traded for him in one league um, and now I really regret it. <laughs> so it seems that the, the fears that people had about him being injury prone has really proven itself. Uh, man, I love the way he runs. He kind of reminds me of a Marshawn Lynch. And just so aggressive and kind of all over the place. Looks like a little Tasmanian devil uh, when he runs with, with great power. But maybe it's that running style itself that, that just gets him hurt because uh, he's not very careful. So that's something that would move him down to running back number 33. And I suspect that uh, he'll fall even further. I hate to move a guy down too much based on injury. But when it's been repeated like this uh, time and time again, you've got to have other guys start to jump him and see his value fall. All right, so that's it. Uh, these are some guys whose stock is rising and stock is falling. I hope that you guys have a great week in your dynasty leagues. Uh, go make some trades for these guys or go drop some guys that you need to drop. Uh, that's a wrap for this week, my freaky friends. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, make it a two-way conversation at any time by contacting me at dynastyfreaks.com. Until next time, go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. 